0: was.
1: from the apocalypse wheezy f baby and the f stands for fidgety this is state of the game (laughs) um my name is dan o and i am you i know some people are asking how white are you dan i'm about as white as the dude that owns garfield (laughs) i'm at that level you know what i mean that's 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 my look. So, to answer that question, you know, um, I I am not the man in the yellow hat. You know, I'm not the that that's not going to be my journey. But the dude, our dude, that's probably where I'm at. So, my co-host gets in fights at the park sometimes because he's an artist. He draws people in the park, but caricatures, mean pictures. Uh, oh, that yeah. extend the and make them look terrible, and so <laughs>
2: sometimes
1: they see him drawing these things, and he has to throw up his dukes. But
2: absolutely, got to defend it. Got to defend the art.
1: He beats them up, calls them ugly, and he wins. So good for him. Uh, so thank you for being here, Kay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. This is kind of a cool thing. We're launching the scouting report, uh, part of our deal, right? And scouting report is going to be all about breaking down like these giant monstrous people, right? Uh, gi- important <laughs> folks, and but not like so. The, the subject here is Little Wayne on our first scouting report, right? And it's a it's a great thing to do because Little Wayne's been rapping for four hundred years, right? Yeah, Uh, but so you could do like just catching up on the history. You could do a two-hour podcast on just this, right? But we're not going to do that shit. Somebody else can do that shit. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna. We're here to break down tendencies. We're here to break down characteristics. Mm -hmm. Now, the history will be explored along the way. I've got theories, um, but I think. We want to break this down as if we're like getting someone to understand the greatness of a player. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? When your kids are like, what was, you know, what was X like as a player? And you're like, let me break it. You know, Mm -hmm. as a tendency. So um, that's what we're going to be doing here. And I think if it's okay with you, I'd like to open with, A harebrained theory. Go ahead. As is the nature of what we do here, (laughs) Uh, I have all these harebrained theories. So, what are the, I was just thinking of the first, the way I started doing this, Kay, is just what is the first things I think of when I think of Little Wayne? Right? Moments, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Okay, moments, Moments,
0: okay. uh,
1: Iconic moments that he gave us. That when you think about them, they're like, oh, that's really interesting and kind of symbolic of, you know, what he is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, started pulling those apart, and I have a forever theory. The forever posse track that is on that odd documentary, LeBron documentary, the LeBron.
2: Okay, I know you. Okay.
1: Um. It's, it was a, it was a really important song in 09, you know.
2: Right. So I think that that was the first time Wayne and so who it was Wayne
1: Drake,
2: Drake Kanye, uh, Eminem. Yep. Kanye. Kanye. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: so on forever, everyone is pressing themselves to impress, right? Drake is first name greatest, last name ever, right? Yep. Uh, Kanye is just extra gross, statutory rape, yeah. you know. And Eminem raps as long and complicated as he possibly can, you know. Yeah. But Wheezy is the outlier. Like, Kanye is being super gross, almost trying to out-Wayne Wayne, you know. Uh, but Wayne just starts his verse, hello, it's the Martian. Super casual.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: it's really interesting. In the video, everyone is standing with the lights on them and they're power wrapping with their hands. And Wheezy is in a booth under red lighting, uh, with his arms around women wrapping smoke into the air.
2: I, okay, okay, you're right. I remember the video.
1: He says, Life is such a fucking roller coaster, then it drops. But what should I scream for? This is my theme park. park. It's the perfect Wayne line. While everyone else is checking for what is cool, Drake has said he wishes Wayne did more of this. Wheezy really does exist in a
2: universe of his own, the way Prince did. Yeah. And Wayne. you got to understand at 09 as well, Drake Drake was on, the reason Drake, was on the track was this was supposed to be his like arrival like okay like now he's he's playing he's at the big boy table now
1: yeah 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 and he killed the hook he kept, he yeah the hook.
2: absolutely and now and now that that's all that's often recognized as drake's arrival to the to the as i said the grown up table as well but at, in 2009 Wayne was he was argu- arguably the top dog
1: I mean, it, th- I'm glad you you gave that information. It Was my last thing that I wrote down here. Wayne is the only person on that song I am impressed by.
2: Yeah,
1: because he completely disregarded all sense of peer pressure. Right, he didn't and, need this song to hit. He can just make more hits.
2: Yeah. And and M was M was coming back. Yes, he
1: needed this. M, M had
2: he needed he was, this so bad. Right, so he. And then Kanye, this was before, what, I, I believe it was released before Watch the Throne and Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Right. So Kanye was still in that. He was hot though. Dude, come yeah, on. he was hot.
1: He was he was flaming hot. Like he was yes, kind of, yes.
2: But he would but but uh, Wayne was unarguably, and I now I now I say unarguably he he was the top he was recognized as the top dog at the time.
1: Well, we should talk about that, right? Because, like, I think maybe, like, because by, oh, when was the duel between Kanye and uh, 50?
2: That was 07.
1: So Kanye wins that. He is kind of the top dog. But what Wayne is, and this is one of the things we should talk about, you remember the Jay-Z versus Wayne
2: fights
1: that people were having back in the day? That was
2: 06. Now, that was 06.
1: I, re- I remember, like, I remember how unsettling it was to hear people say Wayne was the guy, right? And now I understand it. It's in perspective mm-hmm. for me now, right? Because what was happening was, Jay was always the sense of cool, right? Think mm-hmm. of, like, the reasonable doubt cover, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, that kind of silk-smooth, composed, <laughs> calculated... Like, that sense of coolness was Jay. Mm -hmm. that was a whole generation of people who were just this shit. Well, by 06, Wayne was that. that. Wayne was a different kind of cool for a new generation. Right? So, instead of being the composed guy in the suit, he's shirtless and skateboarding, and he's, you know... Just running a million miles an hour,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you know, and and from another world and a weirdo and like that was the cool thing at that point. And that generation was like, Daisy's not cool, Wayne is cool. So by oh nine, yeah. I think Kanye was probably the top dog, but Wayne was cooler.
2: I mean, I, so when did I? Cause Carter Carter 3 came out in 0, 008 I believe right Yeah I think it's 08 um I yeah right. I what mean
0: numbers jeez
2: yeah because Carter 3 went platinum in a week that was his big thing um but I mean oh oh you're right 08 yep yep yep, yep. and then I think you know they were on Because I know that Kanye, Kanye so Kanye and Wayne had had a couple of collaborations right. uh, in that time period. But you're right. It always felt to me like Kanye was trying to impress Wayne.
1: Right. Right. Oh, a, yeah. Graduation a, was a big deal.
2: Graduation. Uh, that
1: was 07. You know? They had
2: swagger like us. Uh, I think Kanye did some production on... No, no I think Kanye did some production on Part of 3. Um.
0: Yep.
2: Barry Bonds off of graduation.
0: Right. Um, Right.
2: So for me, like, Wayne was the top dog because it always sounded like Kanye. Whenever Kanye and Wayne were on a project, it always felt like Kanye. Even though he, you know, he had he he had graduation at the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, and even "See You in My Nightmares" off 808. It right. always felt like he was trying to impress Wayne. Like, he he recognized Wayne as, like, a legit rapper. And so he was just trying to be like, oh, you know what? Look what I can do as well.
1: You know what? That, is, that makes sense. And I think 07 to, like, 2010, mm-hmm. Kanye West is still the little engine that could. Era, yeah. Kanye West, we're like, yes. we're like yeah. hey, good job, buddy. You you beat fifty, right? Like, um, Wayne <laughs> is in a different space. Like,
0: yeah,
1: Wayne is in a different space. So, but how 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 do you feel about the Forever Theory, uh, and how that song stands for Wayne in his?
2: His legacy is that. He, yeah, I mean, on that track, he was literally the only one, and to, to you know to tie into your point, he he was literally the only one that didn't have anything to prove, right? And so you know, you could just see them like I I imagine like their reactions when they first got the track. You know, M probably was like went to his lab and was like had his pen and was writing things right. meticulously down. I bet Wayne got the track. Listened to it for about 20 minutes, it was like, okay, yeah, I got something. Spit it, and then went on about his day. But
1: Yeah. Eminem busted the thesaurus out. Yeah. And just started going crazy with it, you know? Um, no, it's, and, it's yeah. I, I think it's emblematic of how, how, how just utterly unique yeah. everything about Wayne was. Like, he's basically a person that doesn't make sense. Uh, to exist um, from a bunch of different angles,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but it, it's we're lucky. We're lucky we have Wayne and have.
0: Yeah,
1: that.
2: there probably won't there. There will never be. There will never be another another Wayne, just right. because I, you know all of the all of the factors, all of the things lined up to create like this absolute unique artist. Right, and we're not so, we're not going to see that because of, of many factors, you know, not only the the musical environment uh, but you know his, his upbringing and you know his his genius as well. like you're not going to get that combination of things right again.
1: So if you think of a, if you think of this podcast as like a pamphlet or a docket, a manual mm-hmm. for handing in about this player, right? Mm-hmm. Forever Theory is the preface and then like the index page breaks down into three sections, right? Okay. Because yeah. we have three different eras of Wayne. Okay. In my opinion, right? Uh, we have the... Let me pull it up so I can get the good wording here. Yeah, okay. We have... Hot Boys era okay the original cash money crew when they were all together
2: so like that's like early 2000s like 1998
1: 99 yep yep, yep. Okay. yeah 90s 90s in yeah into early 2000s um what the second era I called Peak Hunger Wayne everyone left those who did took shots uh at the whole crew and the business. Uh, and Wayne put the label on his back mm. um, Okay. like you think of Carter 2 Carter 2 is peak hunger era
2: oh okay and that's your second that's your second era
1: you can hear him you can hear him in the skits being like these motherfuckers don't think we're don't think I'm lyrical like, oh okay okay you know, I,
2: oh, like, I see what you mean by hunger he's okay. hungry
1: he's out right, to prove right. something He's dropping mixtapes constantly, right? Uh, yeah.
2: I, so you're you're equating hunger with ambitious, like, yeah, ambition. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And drive. All right.
1: So the third era is court case and post court case era, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that man. real the he had really set up a system during the hunger era. Of just like hitting him, hitting him, you know, and that court case destroyed that way of working.
2: Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, that's so he's so
0: at this point
1: he does features, and we're not really sure when the next Wayne album is coming, right? Okay, um, and so we. We we should go through these eras, and talk about the characteristics of Wayne in those eras, mm-hmm. and kind of put the puzzles together. I think a little bit, right? Okay. Uh, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's go.
1: So, Hot Boys era Wayne.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, to talk about it, what do you, what do you think of when you think of Hot Boys era Wayne?
2: See now. And th- and w- this kind of goes back to what I'm saying. We'll never why we'll never see a- another Wayne because to me Wayne is like, and you know when I was doing research for the show, I realized Wayne is essentially like the hip hop Michael Jackson. In, ter- in terms of, he is hip hop's child actor. He's like uh, a Macaulay Culkin who's grown up. To act, or maybe even like a Robert Downey Jr. We've never, we've never had a rapper who who started out as like a child, because he was essentially like, uh, the Block is Hot came out in 2000. He was like 15, 16 when that came out, yep, right? Yep. So, and then you know, Drop It Like It's Hot came out in 99. He was thir- probably 13, 14 when he started rapping in the public eye. We've never and and I and I contrast this with someone like Jay. Jay's debut uh, Jay-Z's debut album, Reasonable Doubt, came out when he was 26, right? Something like Yeah, 26, 25. Mm. So Wayne had at least uh if we're being conservative, at least an eight year head start on Jay-Z in terms of being a rapper in the public eye.
0: Yeah.
2: And so we've never seen, we've never, and we've yet to see someone, you know, grow from being a child actor into being a full-blown A-list actor, adult A-list actor.
1: I Yeah, I mean, my my comparison in my mind, because, and some of this was, like, Wayne has a Kobe Bryant song, like, where he breaks, yeah. it, breaks it down. Uh, and... But I was thinking, man, there's a lot of comparisons between Wayne and
2: Kobe. Yeah, and 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 I think he did he even shouted him out off on the block is hot. He had a line where he shouted out Kobe. That's right. So, so there Kobe, was something that resonated with Kobe. There was something that resonated with Kobe about there was something about Kobe that resonated with Wayne even from like a very young age. Yep.
1: Oh yeah. And it it, they both came from high school right like in terms of kobe came from high school into the league
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, and wayne comes as a high school kid charting you know Uh, so it's so that there's a there's a comparison there but uh and really what i was thinking when i started to think of the kobe thing more interesting things started coming up right so Here's my first point here. Juvenile mm. and his relationship with Wayne is like Gary Payton's relationship to Kobe.
2: Okay. And
1: Juvenile is one of the best hook melody writing MCs of all time, right? And he pushed Wayne in that area. Mm. There's a famous story, I think uh, Garnett told the story right um it was they were at uh, their first big all-Star game and Gary okay. Payton was like let me show you how to play defense and he gave them Kobe and Garnett a tutorial on uh-huh. defense right what? and Garnett said man the next year I could get Kobe's like you know all NBA defense. And I'm 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 looking at him like, I remember, you know, like right. So, and and they've both talked about how important the relationship was over the years, uh, Peyton and, and Kobe. So
2: yeah, and and I think that that kind of that for me that's the hallmark of the first era of Wayne. It's it's very uh, you know when I when I went through the discography it's very clear to me that he is a sponge. And and yes, yes, he's 15, 16, but it's very clear to me that, and and you can really hear the, not only the influence of juvenile, but you can hear the influence of the hot boys. You can hear the influence. You can hear who Wayne is listening to and studying at an early age, because you can see how he's absorbed what he's listened to and learned from them and you can hear it in how he raps on different on different tracks.
1: I I'll, I'll take it a little bit in, a, in like take what you said and kind mm-hmm. of put it in a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. The I think the sponge thing to animate that, I would just say Wayne is one of the best students in the history of rap. Yes. Like, he was thrown in there. Like, when his, his debut album comes out in 1999?
2: nine, two thousand Yeah, 2000, 1999.
1: Block is hot, yeah. Yep. And w- when was he... He was, yeah, born in 82. He's 15. So, 16, 17. Yeah. Making this album. So, like, he is... And, and that's still one of my favorite albums, dude. Like... Yeah. It's I, f- I, love that. Um, if you ask me, what is your favorite Little Wayne song? I might just say "Lights Off."
2: That is a good song.
1: I mean, fuck, dude! Like that whole run from "Lights Off," "Fuck the World," "Remember Me," "Respect Us," "Drop It Like It's Hot." I mean, that run is is crazy, crazy.
2: I mean, the, he definitely, for me, going back and listening to it, it definitely embodies the energy and the musical aesthetic of the of the era of the time that it was released.
1: Yeah, yeah, energy is a big key word from this era, right? Yeah, this era wave is being taught by people and a label that believes that energy will carry you right mm-hmm. um when they I remember juvenile was asked by the great uh Reggie uh, yeah but but podcasts uh Reggie what was his last name he, oh combat Jack combat Jack
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he was asked by combat Jack like man what was it like putting together the sequencing for four degrees he was like that was the batch of songs we were working on. Uh, we just put them all on one and put it out. Yeah. Made a new match. Like, uh, they, that's really how they felt. And that's how Manny felt, right? They were just banging it out. Mm-hmm. High energy, high expectations, high, still a big quality, like, marker. But it was more verse to verse, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it was more song to song. It wasn't, necessarily like a album cohesion right cash money was not putting together these albums the way backwards is now right yeah so- yeah
2: we can't we can't yeah. like the, the the album making sensibility has changed we can't look at it in the same lens that we do an album nowadays than we do an album that was made in 1999 2000 because it's just it's like you said it's just completely different
1: In 99, it felt like you had a choice to do one or the other. Mm -hmm. You had a choice to make a really thematic conceptual album that would take you years or drop it and drop it again next year, right? And they picked drop it and drop it again next year, right?
2: I mean, I'm looking at The Block Is Hot, 17 songs, one hour and 10 minutes. Lights Out, which came out in 2000, one hour, 16 minutes, 19 songs. Yep. So, you know, they're just, they're, you know, like you said, it's like a, like the Motown factory of the South. They're just churning out, churning out hits.
1: Churning out hits. And it's working. And the thing is, uh, you know from this, the habits a young player gets into carry through for the rest of their career a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? So positive and negative habits that appear during this era. Right. Mm-hmm. So, we already talked about energy. Let me go for uh negative. Right. Wayne doesn't ever fully become an album guy.
0: Right. Well.
1: Because, and that isn't saying he had, doesn't have great albums. Right. Like, Wayne is great, and so, like, he pushes himself, and albums become great. But they're not – there's always some loose, weird shit. There's always, like, a pussy monster song floating around that you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, And it's because of this era where it was like, give me 20 songs, give me 18 songs, put them together, some singles, bang.
2: See, now – it's funny because I wouldn't consider that to be a weakness. That's just the way he evol- evolved, and I think it's important. When I think about it, if Wayne had become an album kind of guy, that would have affected the trajectory of hip hop to me. Oh uh, wow, that's a good point. But I, but I, I do agree with you. I think like he, he never, he never thought like you can you can very like so i listened to the block is hot uh and then the the album that came out after it in the year after which was yep. let me let me get let me make sure i give you the exact lights out um yep. and you can tell like you said you can tell that there was no con- concept about what's going to be like the unifying theme right. of of the, of the album. Like, you know, you think of, like, the Jay-Z, Jay-Z's debut was Reasonable Doubt. There was an overarching theme that kind of tied everything together in a way that Wayne, because, you know, he came out 15, 16, and just had that energy. He did not have that same mindset and same uh, lens and viewpoint of thinking regarding a, musical projects.
1: Right, and... Coming out of this era, right? So that's, the, like, not, not an album guy. But the other side of this is, this is very interesting, because you got to, this is an important point. Lil Wayne was never underground.
0: No.
2: Oh, no, no, Never
1: no. an underground rapper, right? No. Lil Wayne was raised in a, a competitive environment with rappers who wanted hits right they didn't want good tunes they wanted hits
2: mm-hmm. right um uh, so and the if, young not only what competitive the youngest right? the youngest in the environment as well
1: the youngest in that environment uh and like legit like bg is a legitimately impressive talent
2: yes, i
0: th- for sure
1: um Juvenile is one of the best hook guys ever, in my opinion, and, and honestly, is in my radar for best rappers. He's got a really good catalog. Yes. Um, I really love the work. And um, all those people were like, "We're running shit up the radio."
2: We Man, want and Manny here. Fresh. You have one of the best producers in right. hip hop history as well, Manny right. Fresh as well. So we
1: want, we want shit that people can party to. We're from New Orleans. We're not fucking around with all this cellar-dweller darkness. Like, that shit is not going to happen. <laughs> so, if you look at that first album, The Block Is Hot is a fucking banger. Right? Respect Us is a banger. Those are the two primary singles from it. But mm-hmm. how many singles could you have dropped from it? You kept dropping. Uh You could have dropped Loud Pipes. Drop It Like
0: It's song.
2: Hot. What I mean, essentially, any anything with the big, I mean, the big timers, drop it like pipe. it's hot.
1: Yeah, drop it like it's hot. Respect us, loud pipes. The block is hot. Young Lights playing, off.
2: Not like you
0: know.
1: me. Yeah, I mean, it, these songs are just hypnotic, right? Yeah. And that was what he sharpened his skill to be, just to fit in, right? So when that passes. When that passes and he's on his own, right? And he's like, let's say, making the Carter, right? 04. Mm -hmm. You're already starting to see the stuff dissipate from 04, right? Would you say that that's like the last of the old school um, Cash Money, Hot Boys sounding albums? Is it, is uh, last,
2: from from is, Wayne, yes, yeah, the
1: last Manny Fresh produced album,
2: right? Y- yes, I, yeah, I mean, so you know, the Carter has. Let's see, this is the Carter that was had Manny Fresh bring it back, hose. So that's three Manny Fresh. Uh, he's got two songs with baby on it, um, with baby on them. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that was the last pure Wayne um, cash money, and by
1: that time you've got Go DJ right, which could take mm-hmm. over the world. Uh, you know, bring it back. Uh, yeah, I mean, you. I mean, this thing earthquake with Jazzy Fay. Uh, then, he's, he, start, <laughs> he is he is foundationally creating hits but creating hits in such a nonchalant way yeah we had never seen it before we had never seen someone who just emoted hit singles
2: and so let's see oh four so 22 so it's 22 so we went from 16 to 22 but you know this is someone and and like like you said there's a lot of mirrors to uh to Kobe's career in terms of when this is someone who has been legitimately rapping uh for at this point at when Carter releases the Carter he's 22 so he's been rapping for 7 years and he's been you know you know like the 10,000 hour yeah yeah uh principle this is a man who's put in easily by the time he's twenty-two, over ten thousand hours of practice. Yep,
1: yep, and that's why Carter Two is—I don't know if it's universally considered his best album.
0: Yeah,
2: but it it feels pretty universal where I am, you know. And and I think what what I noticed with Carter Two is I think before Carter Two. I think his influences were very uh, insulated. Like he was very influenced by the people around him in terms of cash money, BG, juvenile. I think in Carter II, you start hearing outside influences in terms of, I mean, for me, Carter Two, I hear a lot of reasonable doubt. I hear a lot of the reasonable doubt DNA in Carter II. Yeah, Uh yeah. Uh, I hear a lot of Jay-Z, a lot of Jay-Z in, in Carter 2, like, and even in terms of the, the skits. Yeah. Like, there's one skit that reminded me directly of a skit on Reasonable Doubt. You know, there's, like, that skit where they're playing pool and it's him, Dame Dash, and they're just talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Reasonable Doubt. There's, there's a skit on Carter 2 that's almost, like, identical to that skit. So yeah, maybe we. But when we get into Carter too, I think we've entered the
1: hunger era, right? So, in, in terms of Old Wayne, is there anything mm-hmm. else you want to make sure is in the discussion about Old Wayne? Because it's it, like you said, great comparisons. Because he, like Kobe comes on the team and Shaq's there, right? right and right. not just Shaq, but Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, boom, you know, like. With
0: Brian
2: Shaw. Orin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I when I when I so the when I we're talking about the first era of Wayne, and I think this kind of ties in to Kobe as well, he developed like there are habits like when you develop, particularly at a young age, when you develop habits uh and you reinforce those habits with the practice that you do at a young age, those become ingrained in you and i think in terms of the like the over the top uh sex talk yeah yeah i think that that becomes so ingrained in wayne at an early age he doesn't he i to me like that that becomes a part of his identity just like with kobe that drive to score and that where like look like yeah this is a difficult shot but I know I can hit it and I practiced it and I'm going and even if I have to force this shit in, this ball is going in once it really once I release it. Mm -hmm. And that that mindset becomes a part of who Kobe is throughout his whole career.
1: Yep. Yep. No, it's um yeah, there was a point where like Shaq was like, I'll give you the fourth. Just hook me up in the first, right? Hook me up in (laughs) the hook me up through the first three. And, and I'll give you the fourth. And so, but, yeah, to, the important thing to know about what you just said also, to add to what you said, it's a great point. Wayne, when he's cursing, like, it's important to note that in the old era, he specifically didn't curse, right? If you listen to Carter 1, there really isn't much cursing at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Era, as a writer, helped him, be disgusting by implication.
0: <laughs> he was yeah. still,
1: he still had the same mind. He still had the same uh, thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like to be profane. He still wanted to be profane, right? Wayne isn't like a big sex freak. I don't really believe in. That. I I know he has babies, lots of people, whatever, whatever, and has had affairs with with gorgeous women. Um. Mm-hmm. But I don't think of him that way. I just think of him as somebody who is really interested in what you think is gross.
2: Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I sometimes I just think I don't think he's like that. But I think his, I think he thinks that he thinks a very clever way. Like I give him credit. The things that he says, even though they're over the top for me in my in my opinion, they're over the top. They are clever. Some of them are pretty clever so i think of he i think he thinks of it almost like a comedian like a comedic sense like yo i just thought of this really clever sex thing i gotta i gotta try to figure out a way to incorporate into a verse like it's almost too good not to too clever not to put into a verse and
1: well and so he builds that muscle right in Mm -hmm. the ear where he can't swear and then is unleashed once he can swear and all bets are off right and he's hmm. just on another level because he spent all that time like figuring out how to be gross by implication, right? Um, hmm. So it's it, it really took him to the next level being able to swear, uh, which is where we get like, you know, Harriet Tubman sex jokes and wild shit, right? Like he doesn't give up. Um, so yeah.
2: Okay. I'm uh, mm, that's that's interesting. Okay. That's an interesting point.
1: So, but yeah, so that's and that that's the Hot Boys era, which, like I said, best student in rap. I think that era should be studied and honored more uh, because, like, there are few people who would have thrived like he did
2: in that situation. Um, Right.
0: You know, Uh, because he was a child,
2: he's essentially a child actor. He's, you know, hip hop's child actor, you know, like. We've never we never had, it's it's like I said, he's hip hop's Michael Jackson. We never had a, a we never witnessed a, a, a kid grow up in that type of environment around grown. This is not like a little bow wow with Jermaine Dupri. This is a kid uh rapping and learning from grown men. Uh and and And, you know, fully developed artist. Yep. Absolutely. And
1: you, so, pushing to the hunger era, right? Okay. The people who are directly around Wayne, and even people that were just directly listening to Wayne, because in the 90s, when cash money broke, shit was still very regional. Right? Outstandingly Mm -hmm. regional. So people in the South had context for Wayne that other people didn't, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't know that much about him, didn't regard him that highly, right? Um, but the people that were around him knew, like, this is this, no joke. This is mm-hmm. this is the guy, right? Um, I remember people coming to me about Wayne, and I was like, meh, I think juvenile is better. And they were like, you're crazy. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I just didn't have the proximity. I didn't know, right? So, what Carter two does is, it's he goes, "Oh, you guys think it's like the beats, and I need these beats. I can do this on any, like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: right." And so, you ask me what my favorite song what for Wayne is, I would probably say "Lights Off." if you ask me what's next in the playlist, right, of your favorite songs, Mo Mo Fire is next.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I loved Mo Fire too, yeah.
1: Mo Fire as this kind of slinky, weird, like, reggae song that he just destroys. Um, It's so beautiful. And the fact that it comes after, like, so, fire Money Man. on My Mind is like a classic, hard-ass, almost an East Coast grimy. Like, you would expect that song to be like a diplomat song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Kills that. And then Fireman, the classic single, right?
0: hmm
1: And you get Mo Fire. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy?
2: Yeah. Mo Fire was the... That, that stood out to me as well. And... 'Cause I think it embodies like so I, I to me like one of the characteristics of the second era of Wayne is 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 generally his fearlessness. Yeah. Uh and so I tie that in with Mo Fire because that I mean that is a that is a very hard beat to run on.
0: Right.
2: And and he just he just attacks it with absolutely no fear. Uh of what what people are going to think.
1: Right. No, I I think the peak hunger Wayne, he starts to understand that he can surprise the world and how fun it is to surprise the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so you talked about it, right? He's confident. He's like, I've been running the charts since I was 16,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? With the biggest crew in the world, you know, and you guys think I should be afraid of something. You guys think I should be uh, begging for your respect, you know, hoping that you believe in me as an MC, e- even though I'm southern. Like
2: right, and and you could tell that that because I, I believe there's this, even a skit on on yeah. either a skit or a song. Regarding the disrespect that he feels, the South is.
1: Yeah, best rapper really alive. True. I think it's best rapper alive.
2: Okay, maybe that. Yeah, that's.
1: Oh, no, on I mean, the block, so, on the block number one, into best rapper alive. Yeah,
2: you you can get a sense like, and and, and I think this may have been, a little bit after the Outcast goes on, the, out yep. or was it Andre 2000 goes on, the, the Source Awards or something? Yeah, 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 Source. I think it was the Source, source Awards. Or something. Yep, Source Awards. So you know the the South was definitely on alert for the disrespect that and how the rest of the nation viewed or how they perceived the rest of the nation viewed how viewed them wait well and the thing is outcasts were so interesting and instrumental
1: and unique they're in the group i was telling people like east coast people used to pretend that they were not from the south like Mm. You know I would you know what I would call this the Johnny Cash category like okay the people who are like I I don't like country but I like Johnny Cash you know they would be like I don't I don't fuck with the Southern rep but I love me some outcasts you mm-hmm.
0: know
1: they were they were the exception, right and Wayne was never going to be an exception right Wayne was too damn Southern. Mm-hmm. to be an exception right um and had no interest in being an exception right like right. fuck you right um and so he was this this the whole project and the whole era is him understanding how little the world knows about him and flipping it on him you know every time uh, and in the Kobe comparison here, right? Uh, I guess I first realized that I liked Kobe uh, a few years before his death because yeah. I started after he was retired, I started watching old games and I was like, fucking loved rooting against this guy. I loved yeah. him. I loved hoping he would lose. You know, mm-hmm. um why is that? You know, and what, what what Kobe used to do to me is I'd go in the game and be like, This is gonna be easy. Kobe's a ball hog, he's not gonna let anybody else have a shot, and all you've gotta do is make him take all the shots, everybody else is cold, and you win. Easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kobe'd come out and have six assists in the first quarter. Fuck. <laughs> Six assists in the first quarter, everything's clicking. Like, damn it, what are we gonna do? Kobe's passing now. Second quarter, he's got fifteen points of his own. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Third quarter, he did he do this in the Olympic. He did this in one of the Olympic games where he like did that. He actually like six assists this quarter, you know, eight rebounds, and then like next quarter, fifteen points, next quarter, you know, another six rebounds or something, like just back and forth, you know?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um Kobe would every once in a while do what you never thought he could do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was just him being like, "I'm smarter than you. You thought you knew how I tick. You don't know nothing. I can do whatever yeah. you, want. you know." So, and Kobe's known as the guy who never passed the ball, and he has a lifetime average of like five five point five assists per game. You know.
0: So yeah.
2: I I th- I think I I heard I I can't remember where I heard the quote but one one of the maddening things for a per, for I think it maybe maybe it was Bill Simmons maybe Bill Simmons said it or Bill Walton one of the two. They said Kobe always knew the right thing to do basketball wise. He always knew the right play to make. He just chose most of the time not to do it. Yep. 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 Uh, and I, I think that that kind of embodies because because when Kobe want when to me when he wanted to play the right way in terms of I'm gonna make the correct play every time I come down, very easily could do it. Yep. But when he had that mindset, and I think you know it comes from as I said earlier, it comes from an early age. Like you know I'm I'm I got to get this ball in the hole. I got to do this. I'm going to try to force my force my will on on the game. When he came with that mindset, that's when you would get the like the blinders on, like I'm going to score, like. Yep. But Kobe, but most of the time, Kobe knew what was the ideal or optimal play to do. He just chose not to do it.
1: Right. So most Wayne songs would be, like him spitting crazy over a crazy beat with an ill chorus, right? Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, he flips it on him. And you get, like, you get a, a song with a weird tempo, something that's slower, something that's mm-hmm. really conceptual, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's hit or a, a guest that you wouldn't expect, Right. Uh, you know, mm. corrupt on lock and load. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Robin Thicke on Shooter. Yeah. You know, fucking Rebirth for fuck's we'd say. Um, we, like, mm. I, mean, I was thinking about Rebirth because it's one of my favorite albums. It, it's it's one of my favorite bad albums in the history of the genre. Mm. It's a bad album, but it's a beautifully bad
2: album. Expand on that a little bit.
1: So like when, did that come out in 2010? I think that came out in 2010. Um, In 2010, when that comes out, no one in the world.
2: In 2009.
1: In 2009. In 2009, when it comes out, no one in the world is like, when is Wayne going to give me a rock album? That shows his love of pop punk and new metal. <laughs> I need that. There was no one was clamoring, right? Not something people were lined up and asking. Um, but he did it. You
2: know, the, the, the fearlessness. Yeah,
1: like what a crazy fucking dude! What a crazy.
2: <laughs> When did Yee's, I mean, I yeah, I I think that album, and that and that ties into what I was saying about him being fearless. Fearless. Uh, I think. I mean, there are a couple of hallmarks to the second era. I, I for me, of Wayne, the fearlessness. I think the. I the, I think the biggest one to me, honestly, was. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The Promethazine is it. The syrup is promethazine oh, syrup. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, and, yep. The syrup, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that this heavy syrup use loosened Wayne's mind. I, I think it it chemically changed his mind in the way that unleashed him completely. Interesting. Uh, and to me, because and I and I had this thought when I was listening to, particularly Carter Two, uh, Drought Three there are things that and and i i I go back to the not the connie the jay z comparison there are things that wayne can do that i know jay can't do oh yeah but then but then i don't know if there are things that jay can do that wayne couldn't do as well i mean yeah
1: um yeah, I mean, we the the knock on Wayne is that he doesn't like he doesn't have layers of meaning, right? To pick yeah, apart yeah. the depth is right, right? That it, that okay. this a lot of what he does is on the
2: surface, right? Yeah, okay, so yeah, maybe that and that's how and and I should clarify my point because I think it now I I think in a technical technical aspect cuz i think when when i cuz when i had to evaluate wayne i had i had to break it down to me i broke it down into technical ability and then the content in terms of what he's saying
0: yeah
2: and i think on a technical level in terms of rhyming patterns in terms of uh you know flows there are things that Wayne can do that Wayne that Jay or not pretty much most other rappers just can't do because their mind doesn't operate in that way in a tech in a technical sense.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's <laughs> that's how wild Little Wayne is. Is when we do our, our scouting report episode, and some of it has to do with neurochemistry, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's
2: who the student like. Well, I mean, it. it I, I think it, it played a huge part after. I mean, I, I think you could start seeing it in Carter too, but after Carter, definitely after Carter too. Like his free association is unparalleled. There's no one who has his free. That that's the thing that makes Wayne exhilarating to me is there's no one that has his free association mind along with his high technical ability. Yeah. So, you you know, you look at someone like to go forward in the future, like someone like a young thug. Like young thug has very free association and he can make connections that are like, wow, how did he even think of that? Yeah. But he did not have the technical skill that Little Wayne, someone who's been rapping already at this point for seven, eight years consistently has.
1: Right, and, and so you take the free association, which is a critical point, right? His, mm-hmm. his writing starts, like, concept songs are still there. Uh, and they start to kind of come together in pieces and collages mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, but when he sets his mind to a subject, he really does it. You remember that, like, George Bush, uh, Hurricane Katrina song?
2: Which off which one?
1: It was on the mixtapes. It was on the mixtapes.
2: Uh, Georgia Bush. Okay, is that off No Ceilings or was, let me? Alright, I forgot which one, but it, it does it does sound vaguely familiar.
1: Georgia Bush dedication. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Made me think of another one.
2: Yep. Yeah, it was dedicated one of the
1: dedications. Uh, but it was. Yeah, it was a big deal and he could still do conceptual and he was conceptual. He was just he just wasn't linear. No. <laughs> he just wasn't linear at all. And he like that's that was that's an advantage for him. So think of compare and contrast, right? Um think about it ability compare and contrast against people, right? So the first person is like I was thinking of uh, Wheezy punchlines are so ferociously annoying, you must respect it, right? I always thought Fab was the king of terrible punchlines, but he really has nothing on Wayne. Um, Fab, the difference is Fab needed the terrible punch. Fab was on a linear path, making yeah. songs with linear punchlines.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I think for me, the difference is that Wayne could take those punchlines and chain them together. In a way, like I'll give you an example. This was really, and this was the song. So this was off, you uh, remember, there was a song called Doe Is What I Got yep. off of the Drought Three. He took the uh, show, show Show me what you got beat that yeah. Jay did. So he, go, he starts out, I think this is on the first verse. He goes, got to talk about t- got to talk about the flow cuz you you is concerned only down south rapper could have been in the firm yes. which is or the yes. or the commission or wu-tang brother trying to tell you i can kick it like luke kang brother got that sub zero flow how you want me son make her get over here like scorpion when it comes down to this recording so not so what what he's doing here is like it's so it's so high level. Like so, he starts out as in the the, the only South rapper that could have been in the firm, which yep. is a New York, which is a New York rap group. Yep. Ties that to the Commission, right? Biggie's group. Yep. Ties that to the Wu Tang. Oh. Which is kung fu, then uses the kung fu to to leap to a Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat uh
0: like yep. I guess Kick you could say it. Kick concept it of the
2: transition. Yeah, yeah. Liu Kang, sub-zero, yep. then rhymes Scorpion with recording. I I must be LeBron James if he's Jordan. Then then rhymes Scorpion, Recording, Jordan, yep. to segue into another another concept, a basketball concept. Yep. And there's just no one, there's no one in the world. Who could who could do that feverish right feverish yes. and and like
1: i have to know this is a good place to note where like little wayne is one of my wife's all-time worst rappers she hates him <laughs> more than most people and i think like it's she i told her we were doing this she said ew uh, <laughs> she, like if i put on wayne she will like flail until i stop you know uh, and it makes sense because yeah and I honestly, if I explain it, I think Wayne would be pretty proud of it um, in the sense that my wife hates when you have a bar that is that is so gross or weird or strange that it jars the whole song.
2: Yeah. Uh, it
1: throws the whole song off track. It I can, doesn't feel like it should be there.
2: Right.
1: Wayne is is, is just a giant bundle of those. He's got like a mm-hmm. Felix the Cat bag full of those. So, and he disperses them willy nilly. So he'll throw a, a line out there that should, like, break the song off track, put it back on track, then put it back off track again. Like he's that dude, and mm-hmm. it's it's a very loose, uh, format of of thinking that allows him to become chaos, right? Wayne, yep. that's that's what I would associate with Peak Wayne, right? Is chaos. Wayne is chaos. Mm-hmm. Wayne is. Oh, you think these are the rules?
2: Nope. Right. I'm gonna
1: do the opposite.
2: You know. Right. And 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 I think that this, you know, the chaos that was that he okay. embodied, really was. Uh, in terms of the evolution of hip hop, is really one of the turning points for hip hop, right? Because uh, we 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 never had. I mean, I I can think may- maybe ODB. ODB was chaotic, but he wasn't. He wasn't as skilled. In my opinion, he wasn't as technically skilled as Wayne was, so right. he didn't have that chaos along with that driving technical ability and skill um and i i think to me like the from from where i'm standing here in 2023 there's hip-hop like before wayne and then there's hip-hop after wayne in in terms of you know the the era that you're talking about the the yeah. uh, driving or or a uh, hungry point. Hunger hunger, yeah. Yeah. So like another, another
1: defining point within the hunger era is um, he starts to make other people famous.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Like that's how, you know, he's incomparable. Right. Is, is because like Kanye in, you know, seven is hot, but he didn't give, you know, Two chains a career. Wayne, mm. right? Like Wayne doing duffelbag boy gives two chains a career.
2: Puts him on right, puts him on. Yeah.
1: So and and two chains has said this. This is not me freestyling some weird shit. Like that song was enormous. And
2: oh, that was a huge song.
1: It put him on the map. It put money in his pocket, right? Um and allowed him to go where he wanted to go. Um He you know, stick figure friend of the show said Duffelbag Boy was
2: gospel. It was the gospel? Mm-hmm. And 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 that that hook was. I mean, that's one of the most. Oh. Mo, mo, in terms of modern day hip hop, one of the most important modern day hip hop hooks.
1: It's an hip-hop incredible, it's an yeah. incredible yeah. hook. He makes that song. Yeah. Yeah. And. And it's not, like, this is the one that's going to get people thinking I'm weird. He kind of puts TDE on the map. TDE? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, anybody who knows their TDE homework knows that J-Rock popped first. Okay? Mm -hmm. J-Rock, his album Follow Me Home... Like started to get attention, right? Yeah. Um, it it charted on the you know it was top twenty R and B hip hop charts, uh, top ten rap albums. So, and I know people are like, "What are you talking about?" Like, you know, Kendrick was always destined to to win. Bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Kendrick was a fancy. Thoughtful rapper with a strange flow that people didn't understand. Period. That's who he was.
0: Okay.
1: I tried to get people to listen to him. They didn't want to listen. Um. So look, if you look at "Follow Me Home" 2011, what is the lead single? Um. Let
0: me pull it up.
1: All my life in the ghetto 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 with Little Wayne and Will I Am over a Cool and Dre beat. It's track 18 on the album. It's the first single. And it's one of the best TDE songs. Period. Uh-huh. Period. It's an amazing song. Undeniable, right? Uh Cool and Dre <laughs> on. They were on one during that time, right? They won blood and shit like that.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Cool and Dre were one of the biggest.
1: Yeah. Uh, And so, All My Life in the Ghetto really sets a foundation for like, oh shit, now people know who J-Rock is. Now people Mm -hmm. know who Schoolboy is, right? Because they're all on the albums together, right? So they start Mm -hmm. to build they start to build because Wayne knocked that song out of the park, gave them a lead single. Yeah. They struggled with singles, not a lot. Um, Wayne never did, so Wayne would give people hits. You know, yeah. He gave the game a few hits, right? Like,
2: mm. I mean, and and he was. I mean, I think one of the other characteristics of this era is that, I mean, in terms of his work ethic, you know, he he would work with anyone. Yep. I mean, as long as long as you had a check, he would he he would, and because you know his mind was so like loose, yet his technical abilities were so high, he was able to just pop out guest verses like high level. High quality guest verses very easily, yep. And so he was just uh, everywhere. Um, everywhere. I'm I'm kind of scared because I'm 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 almost scared to Google Little Wayne guest verses because I don't I oh, can't it'll imagine be all how day. big. It'll be all day.
1: Let me let me tell you. Let me throw something on the table though. Okay. The T Wayne era, T Payne and, and Wayne, mm-hmm. was not for nothing. It was not a fluke, right? It does not get thought about or talked about. Right, but right. the strengths that T-Pain exhibited are also in Wayne. Yes. Wayne is, like, on that list, greatest technical rappers. We've compared him to Jay-Z a bunch of times, but he mm-hmm. also needs to be compared to T-Pain. Mm-hmm. And that's the incredible dichotomy of, him, of Wayne. So think about, the I compared him... And did that, like, think about him next to Fabulous. Think about him next to Meek Mill, right? Meek Mill also has a really good ferocious flow. Yes. Right? When he goes nuts. Uh, and that's when you get the, you know, the game that plays in Philly all the time, the, the, the song intro.
2: Dreams and Nightmares. You know, oh, Dreams I mean, that's, that's an iconic song.
1: Right. But he doesn't have the handle on, like he he, Little Wayne is can shift down or up, right? Like an expert driver with his flow, yeah, yeah, so he can shift all yeah, the way up yeah. and give you uproar. You know, he can shift all the way down and give you nightmares at the bottom. And like he can, he can that Carter Two is where he, you guys don't know. I can shift all over. Right. Yeah. And he does. There are very few people with that, with that command.
2: The, well, yeah. It's like a, it's like a high end sports car. You know yep. what I mean? He, Wayne is able, like you said, he's able to shift because he has so, so much practice at those 10,000 hours, maybe at this point, 20,000 hours. Right. Right. 30,000, who knows?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He has, like, the tech, like, he doesn't have to worry about the technical aspect. I mean, they're, like, to say, there. there's, like, a freeing essence when you don't have to worry about how to say something, you know, you that, you know, you can have a thought that you'll be able to express it clearly without having to worry about the how. I mean, that's very liberating. I, I don't think Wayne has a thought and it's like, how? How am I going to communicate this? Right. I think his technical ability is just so ingrained, he's like, Okay, I've got a thought, let me just get it out. And yep. I, I, I don't think there's any other rapper who has a mind built built like that that can do that.
1: Yep. I'm with you. And so uh the other so you talked about rapping with everybody, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: this this is one of the characteristics because one of the characteristics I would put on the board is he always wanted to test himself against the greats, right? Mm -hmm. That's why he's rapping alongside tech nine. That's why Corey guns is on there when he easily could have, you know, ignored him. Like Corey, it's not like the streets demanded that him and Corey guns rap together, you know, uh, Wayne raps everywhere and any, anywhere, um, if he hadn't been in a major label cage, I wonder who he would have rapped with. I wonder how much Baby inhibited. Hmm. Because this is an era of independent artists, right? Building hmm. how want to build. I guess the comparison I would have with boxing, uh, there was an era where everyone just stopped caring about getting titles. Because when you win a title in boxing, now the commission sets your opponent
2: right
1: fighting mandatories,
2: right? And
1: you're wasting your time, and you're not making as much money as you could if you fought the biggest fighters. So, a lot of people were like, Who cares about a title? I'm gonna beat a bunch of good dudes in a row, make it a crazy amount of money,
0: right? And
1: like, that's the era we're in now, and Wayne was still. Defending the belt, uh, and and having to work with
2: certain people. I mean, I I think it's really enlightening to me, and I, I'm sure you'll agree. Is, I mean, he he works multiple times with Currency. Oh yeah, grown man, and, is great
0: songs. Oh my god.
2: Right, and so you know, for me, a rapper working with Currency Oof. tells me a lot about that rapper. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and that's what I'll say about Wayne. Wayne has several projects with Currency. And so that, that tells me a lot about how Wayne thinks and operates. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he, 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 and it's the songs with with Jadakiss songs with all these people that were like great, that were known for their rapping. Right. Like he wasn't chasing down people who were just hot at the time necessarily, he was interested in rapping
2: with great rappers. Um, Let's see, let me... So let, I picked up... Okay, so just in 07. Gosh. 07, we have... He's got a beat with Kanye. He's on with Kanye West. Yep, yep. He's on a song with Kanye West, on a song with Jay-Z, yep, on a song with Rick Ross. Makes sense. Uh, Duffelbag Boy. He's got... Let me pull up. Because, I mean, and just, ooh, gosh, it's so many. Daunted. Uh Let's see. David Banner. Oh. Ja Rule. Wyclef John. Trey.
0: Mm.
2: Um, Briscoe. Enrique Iglesias. Static Major. Usher. Beyonce. Uh, BG. Glasses Malone. The Game. T-Pain. Kevin, Kevin Rudolph. And that's just, that's just in one year. That's just, yeah, uh, that's just guess. But, but the, what's interesting
1: to me about that is like, you go from doing a hit song with Usher to doing a song with Glasses Malone. Like, <laughs> Wayne is, is so interesting in that way of like, sure, I'll do the hit record and then I'll do one with Briscoe. You know, like, um, yeah. he's, he was just that, he was going where he wanted to go, and he, like, planted seeds all over. You know what I mean? All over. And most of the people that had been on the top of the rap game would never do that because they were worried about their position. Right. right? right. You had to be paranoid in guarding your position. And Wayne was like, nah, my
2: position's everywhere, so I'm just going to do whatever I want, you know? Um it's true. It's funny because so I'm looking at the I'm looking at it. So the All My Life in the Ghetto, which was a yep. J Rock song, the single that he released after it, yep, that he was featured on, w- was Turning Me On with Carrie Hilson, which went platinum. Yep. So we went from J Rock yep. to Carrie Hilson. Yep.
1: That makes sense. I mean that that's how he was going at that point.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why, like. I, I think there were a certain number of us who were like, why are women so excited for Wayne? I don't why does female audiences love Wayne? He's so disgusting. He says so much crazy shit. He's like he's a hardcore rapper who raps with Briscoe, Rick Ross, you know, um, talks about killing people with gunplay, you know? Like mm-hmm. This you know, why are women so but he was sneaking in all these tracks. Yeah were for us, right? That were Harry Hilson and that were like he was and he was good at them. He was good, at them. J- not just J-Jun. stuff, but he said really unique and interesting things.
2: Like and I mean he was that I mean you see it now, but he was that first rap to me in my eyes. And this is kind of, uh, you know, another embodiment of how he's affected, you know, hip hop history. He was that first one who's, who, to me, he was the first rapper who kind of crossed over into that pop, that pure pop territory. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had like, you you know, like a, maybe Mariah Carey had an ODB or a Diddy or I'm sorry, Puff Daddy or Mesa on her song we never had like a before Wayne, we would never, we never had like a Kanye West going on a Katy Perry song right. or a Kendrick Lamar going on Taylor Swift song. And it,
0: yeah.
2: and it be and, and it doing well, uh, significantly well on the charts.
1: Well, there, there's something in Wayne. That is that, like, I think from a female standpoint, was always attractive, and because there was a warmth to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, does that make sense? So, like,
0: yeah, uh-huh.
1: I'll, give, I'll give you an example. <laughs> if I was doing my Wayne playlist, very high up there, so we go for we got lights off, we got more fire. <laughs> I think my next one is probably Nightmares of the Bottom.
0: Nightmares
1: Uh, of the Bottom. Nightmares of the Bottom. And there's an outro on it that is just beautiful. It's a beautiful song. Um, And the outro goes, and I ain't doing nothing but getting my share, breathing this air. And Mm. that mom's told me she gonna keep me in her prayers so I'm feeling all right. Trying to stay aware. Like, and... It's kind of adorable as a moment. It's a, it's kind of adorable for this. Just like this dude who has twenty thousand hours in the game and is like this seasoned vet on top of the world. This is nightmares. At the bottom is is fairly late in his career, right? Like that is. I see four. Is that that must be on four? Keeping the ears straight. Um nightmares it's... of the bottom
2: Carter Four yes, four that was right,
1: yay, by the way, Carter Four is not as bad as it was thought of as the time Carter Four is very r and b it's very it's 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 just a different tone uh but it's very pretty and it has a lot of interesting moments um uh, but yeah, nightmares of the bottom. Like he's like top of the game. He just released Carter Three. Took over the world, and he's like, "Hey, Mac Mom's Mac Main's mom has me in her prayers, so I'm feeling great."
2: You know, and and that's the thing about Wayne that always because he he would have a song like that. Like he had a song, the How to Love song
1: yeah I had a love with and so
2: he he was able and then I I think he had early on he had a song where I think it was got got this was it right. called, it was off of the blog is hop it got where he's talking about he's talking to his dad he's like like don't worry about it I got every everything that's on earth I got because his dad passed away yeah, like yeah. I got it it's on me or maybe that's just the name of the song it's on me so yeah. he had this vein where he could this very sentimental, very soft vein but at the same time he could say some of the most misogynist things i've ever heard of but
1: it, in my life all of it came out in a playful way right yeah. like and so it, it always kept you off kilter right and it allowed yes. you to switch to switch to all these positions right um i could playfully murder you i could playfully seduce i could switch between the two right
2: um, and 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 that's the blueprint. And that's the blueprint that Drake Drake followed. I mean, he took his blueprint directly from Wayne in a lot of ways.
1: Oh no! Why wouldn't right? Um, but by the way, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think I might like Nikki's songs with Wayne better than Drake's songs with Wayne. Hmm.
2: Which one specifically?
1: Oh, there's 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 a bunch. Um there's one on Carter 5 that is just
2: yes. one
1: of my favorites. Yeah. Dark side of the moon maybe?
2: Yes, that's an it. yeah.
1: Dude, if you wrote down the lyrics to Dark Side of the Moon and handed it to someone, they would never guess it was a little Wayne song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so nutty and she's so she sounds so beautiful on it. Um And she's also fucking awesome on Rebirth. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, she's just so cool in that, like, dirty, gross uh, rock music thing. She just fits so well. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, What was it? Oh, Knockout. Knockout is the song on there. Um, I just think it because think about it, she does she shifts down to personal and then shifts up to to go nuts right and so it just it yeah. works really well against Wayne uh, i just i love them together uh, but that's uh, and and,
2: there, and there's no uh, there's no underlying competition no. between them in terms of but there there is with Drake and Wayne even though they
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: And, and I mean, that, it's just a natural underlying competition between the two.
1: So we can't, we can't, like, dodge Carter three, right? Mm-hmm. Carter three is Wheezy's blueprint, right? It has his be- biggest songs, but it's not his best album. His skill is so effortless on it. Yeah. That it sounds like it's his best album, but it doesn't really live up to that when you scrutinize it well I mean it was it was the biggest moment flippant, by the
2: way it, it was the biggest moment because I I remember uh, the hype around the hype around the Carter 3 that was probably one of the most hyped if not the most hyped hip-hop album of ever right. uh because you know Wayne Wayne was literally uh you know he had released I don't know so many mixtapes right We we saw what he did on the Carter 2. He had the mixtapes. He was killing all of the features. Uh, So people were like, okay, this this Carter 3 is going to be huge. And people were so hyped for it. And so that, I mean, that was arguably one of the, one of the last huge moments in terms of hip hop history in the last couple of, in the last couple of decades, I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like when the and one of the big lessons from Carter three for me mm-hmm. is uh my favorite Wayne songs are conceptual songs, right? Dr. Carter phone home. Um, mm-hmm. I love when he has a real concept for the song
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and is able to just chew through every angle of it
2: when he's focused. yeah,
1: I just love that when he, when he sets himself a framework, He's dizzying to watch, right? I mean Mm -hmm. uh yeah, Phone Home was such a cool deal. Um yeah, so that's and but but Carter Three, dude, Carter Three has songs on the back that I forgot were even there. I because I didn't I did I just was like what? Who like Joel (laughs) Santana and Fabulous are here?
0: Oh
2: I did I did like that. I, mean, I didn't
1: when I, I, I didn't even I didn't even remember that shit because to me once once I hit like let the beat build yeah lollipop yeah. and all that shit
2: I'm good I mean I I, I agree I agree with that I, when I look thing. at my iPod uh carter 3 the only songs I still have from there are Lollipop, uh comfortable I did like the comfortable beat comfortable. Um, stuff. Love that. um the You Ain't Got Nothing on Me. And then I think mil, not I think, Millie. And yeah. I, I but I in my opinion, Millie is probably Millie is probably one of the most important tracks in hip hop history. I think Millie Millie was that was that for me that was a watershed moment in hip hop.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think people don't really talk about it like that, you know? Like, Millie, I guess, is on that list with, like, Nas made you look. hmm Yeah. You know? Like, song that galvanized everyone, you know?
2: I, I, I mean, and change, I mean, and you can, you could argue. So, Nas made you, what, the question I would say is, in 2023, what is hip hop closer to? What do what does hip hop look closer to? Uh, Nas made you look or Millie?
1: Right. Well, the underground is closer to made you look. Yes. The the pop is is closer to a Millie. Millie. So, yeah, Wayne Wayne is a pop artist. Period. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're underground head. All the reasons you don't like him are all the reasons you don't like pop music,
2: right? Right, that's a good point.
1: Like, but I don't want to hear anybody talk about how they love Drake and hate Lil Wayne. That, that
2: no, would, that doesn't even make sense.
1: Would, right? You put put your shoes in your mouth. You're a silly person. Um, so <laughs> that's gonna be my new phrase: put your shoes in your mouth. You're a silly person. Um, but yeah, Carter Three. The lasting impact of Carter Three was. It completely reimagined what a pop album could sound like. Mm-hmm. People tend to give this to Kanye way too much. They give Kanye all the credit for, like, oh my God, he changed everything about how albums are. Look, man, like, Emily was bananas. Phone Home <laughs> was nuts because he was like lollipop, was that shit. Like, yeah. Gosh, like, It was, it was on the radio, bro. Like it's, yeah. Wayne was bananas, like bananas doing completely next level shit with very little support for a lot of that time. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: So that, that era is very critical. I mean, the energy, so the downside of that, like hunger era is it so it sets up a, a work a work plan that isn't sustainable? Wayne decides that he's he'll take over the world by just being a nonstop rapper. Hmm. And that's not really how you take over the world. Like you event it well, no. It's not how you stay on top of the world,
2: right? Oh, okay. You have to reach a point in your career where you calculate your movements. See, now I would say that to build on what you're saying, I would say the downside was that he created a blueprint and that he made it look so easy that everybody else just started copying it. But they didn't do the work behind it but they didn't do the work necessary to reach that level that Wayne did to make it look easy. So what we're getting now is we're getting, everyone took the blueprint that he created. And even Wayne, I think later on in, in this the, the, third era, took the blueprint he created and just copied it without putting in the work necessary to really perfect it. So, this segues beautifully into court case, post court case
1: Wayne. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Because by that time he had released a bunch of projects. People weren't in love with. Right. the I'm not a human being series, like Mm -hmm. a bunch of projects that he was just like, you know, some people thought he had honestly run himself down. Right. Wayne has Mm -hmm. more albums than he has.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. because of how he works, like, his work rate. Right. Um,
2: so you get, you know. And, yeah. I, and I think, it, I mean, it can it can be exhilarating, like, s- something can be exhilarating and exhausting at the same time. So when he was at, you know, when he created this blueprint and he's just able to churn out, like, these free association bars and these songs that are just exhilarating and he's just making connections and it can get to a point where if if you hear so much of that it becomes exhausting because there's yeah. no overarching there's nothing settling the listener down and tying it and grounding it that's the way that's the yeah. way i was
1: yeah maybe, maybe i'm talking about like dedication five sorry for the wait two like free wheezy album 2015
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so this is when you're like you're getting to to albums people don't really talk about or think about or reference. Like they're not that interesting, right? The mm-hmm. most I think maybe my favorite during that era would be the Collie Grove mm-hmm. album that Two Chains and him released together. I love that one. Um uh, but it, yeah,
2: yeah, and the tie to you know the tie back to basketball. It's like a lot like. Russell Westbrook you know what I mean like you there can get to a point where people just get numb to stats and I think a lot of people the 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 era that you're talking about a lot of people were getting were just numb to what Wayne was doing because he'd been doing that particular style for going on now so let's say so carter carter 3 came out so carter 2 came out in 04 right carter 3 came out in like oh eight oh nine. so so from about from 2005 to maybe 2015 16 so he had he had been doing that type of but, hunger that style free association for about five, 10 years yeah yeah and so the court case slows him down
1: but Mm -hmm. it allows the landscape to fill with wayne babies yes right and so the whole landscape now is filled with post wayne artists who adore what wayne did and are Uh their versions of it right right um and you, you the young thug
2: and the rich homie Kwan and like... The future, uh, yep. I mean, yep. his, his, like, Wayne's DNA spreads. Yeah. Because yep. they see what he's in, like, look, like, I don't, like, you know, I think, I feel like back in the 90s, like, imagine Jay-Z going into a studio doing a song for Reasonable Doubt. You know, he's probably thinking of like a concept, like, okay, what's the concept of this song? What's the hook going to be? You know, and after... Music, oh, go ahead. No, and music
1: fans are vicious, bro. Yeah. They're vicious. So I have two, two examples, right? Okay. I'm on a, somebody smoke-breaking. So I'll go out and smoke-break with you, even though I don't smoke, because I just like the idea of it. Um, <laughs> and he's out there, and he's like, I don't really need Ghostface anymore, man. Action Bronson does what he does for me. Oh. Wow. Take it to another level, a different smoke break. Somebody said, I feel like Prince phased out Stevie Wonder. I really didn't need Stevie Wonder. That's how vicious music fans can be. They're like, look, as long as I have that spot filled, I'm good. So, the Wayne spot mm. was filled. And so, Wayne has had to figure out what he was going to do right and like i mean he did trust fund babies with rich the kid and i was like why would i want why would i want this right like Mm. why would i need this why is this happening right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it was you know it's it's not so he needs to he needs to figure out a new direction Right, so the old tricks don't work anymore, right?
2: Because everyone's doing them.
1: You think about the mantra of hunger, wait period, wait. I'm going to surprise the world. Well, now this is ten years later, and everyone's documented and learned from your from your surprises. Mm-hmm. And if you want a surprise, you need a whole new bag of surprises. Mm-hmm. The the first thing. That court case post court case Wayne needs is to lose his production contact list, right? Throw it mm-hmm. away, keep cool and Dre's number, leave the rest. I don't need any more Swiss beat songs, like, we're good. I need you to find a, a
2: new blood. Well, the and and it goes back to error one, the first, you know, the habits that you develop as a child or as a kid are very hard, very hard to break. Yep. Yep. In terms of and Wayne's developmental years in a way that no other rapper no other rapper has experienced he was he he was doing things that kind of set him in his ways that or are, are, are going to be very difficult to break without yeah. fresh perspective yeah no it's it's going to be
1: hard to turn your back on all these years of doing things a certain way right yeah but if you're going to stand for chaos, you have to self-apply it. Right? You have to blow up your own existing models and start over.
0: And hmm.
2: in terms of right, not and not in not in terms of and that that's that's the difficult part, because it's not in terms of his production. It's in terms of actually who he is as a rapper. His essence. Right. He's he's, believe, he's he's gonna have to change his essence.
1: I still believe firmly because he's still blowing up features and killing shit. Like yes, he still sounds unbelievable. The technical ability,
0: have, yeah. Yeah, is still, still there. I still
1: believe that Wayne today is capable of rapping over any kind of beat. Easily, and because of that. I'd love to see him rap over some different kinds of beats.
2: It's not even the beats. I would love, like, let me ask you, do you think Wayne could make a 4-4-4? Four, four, four? I think he could do better. I think, I think, hmm. okay,
1: I told you, I think Carter Five is better than 4-4-4. Than four, four, I, I mm-hmm. Not in
2: terms of technical ability, but in terms of that, Giving that introspection, that consistent introspection.
1: So, Wayne lives on the beat, dude. Like, listen to Nightmares on the bottom of the bottom mm-hmm. and how gentle that is. It's mm-hmm. And his flow wraps around it. Like, let me give you a name. Mm-hmm. Okay. News breaks tomorrow. The inflow of salt and, L- and Little Sim's fame is producing a Wayne album.
2: Yeah. How do you think it would turn out? You know, I, I I heard you. So Wayne was on. Was it Cranes in the Sky? He was on the solo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Solan the Solange album. Uh, don't touch my hair. I yep, think it was yep. don't touch my hair. And I thought that was one of his best verses that he's ever done. But the question for me is, can could he do that consistently for a project?
1: Uh, yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I think he's capable of anything. It's a yeah, matter it of locking in, right? So
0: yeah.
1: I would love to see him. Like I said, I think Inflow would get something different out of him.
2: And, right? right. And and being a completely what I I think for me what it is I'd, I'd like to see Wayne be vulnerable in a way that he hasn't he, he, he hasn't been. And I think I think that that's probably the next frontier is is vulnerable Wayne. Because we, we really don't know, like yeah, we I mean we've heard a lot of we've heard literally thousands of his songs. It's it's crazy to say that, but I'm not exaggerating. He's no it's yeah, really, real. Yeah. Um but we don't do you really have a sense like you know who Wayne is as a person? No, I mean well, no, but the
1: thing is I think wayne is an evolving person like so i I have a sense certainly of characteristics of his personality yeah right but you have a sense that he can go his mind wanders and he goes where he wants and so like uh, if you wanted so if i wanted to get into that kind of piano driven personal stuff, I would go inflow. But if I wanted to really go crazy, right? And like I wanted a new Wayne album that was gonna go crazy, I would get Kenny beats.
0: Mm. I mean
2: how how old is is Wayne in his forty how old is so he's born in 82. Wayne is 41 now, right? Right, right. Forty one. Yep you know so and and it's crazy because i i I think i think his flow has aged incredibly well i still think he's one of the best rappers technic technical ability wise and on on earth at 41 uh and i you know i i I, like i said i i went back to carter five like you suggested and, and you're right that that Carter V was a better album than I remembered it to be nope. uh, because the technical ability is still there his tenacity is still there. So what's interesting to me is that you know we've seen we've seen like Jay-Z, we've seen nas uh, who else? they've made like the grown folks the older elder hip-hop album. We're going to have to get one as as, as being, being a 41-year-old man. We're going to have to get one of that. We're going to have to get one of those albums from an artist like Wayne, right? Yeah, I mean, I would love... But he doesn't have to make
1: an I'm Old and Thoughtful Now album. Like, he could make another fire-breathing, crazy shit album. Uh, that's why I suggested...
2: I mean, I would love to hear an album wrapped from the perspective of a crazy old man I'm not calling Wayne crazy but right, right. you know we haven't had an album where an elder still has that vit- vitality vital I don't know if that's
0: yeah vitality. you know that vital
2: yeah, vitality yeah, yeah. that vitality we we haven't had an elder a vital elder grown 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 folk album
1: yeah no Kenny beats did a bunch of stuff with Vince Staples, mm-hmm. uh, did a bunch of stuff with Rico Nasty, uh, Denzel Curry, Freddie Gibbs. Uh, so I just think it would be a good fit. Um, Isaiah Rashad, like he's seen a lot of this stuff. So that that's kind of, I would go either one of those polar opposite directions um, and see what happens.
2: Yeah, I, I, to me, I I just think he needs someone like I he he needs a produ- a producer that will ground him. I think he's great when when the production. I think he would be great if we could see what a grounded Wayne looks like. Well, or or
1: just someone who has a partner to influence, right? Because as you said, like one of the cool things about old Wayne about hot boys here Wayne mm-hmm. is that he's gathering so much cool information from dope artists.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he
1: get himself around dope artists again, to be inspired, that would be great. Right. Yeah. But not like, I don't want him around hit boy. I don't want him around Travis no. Scott, you know, like I want him around people who are even younger and hungrier.
2: You know, oh, okay, from that, okay,
1: yeah I want I want a Wayne song with Flo Millie. you know what I mean I want like I want a, mm. I want a Wayne you know song with you know glow Rilla ESTG. you know like get around some people who are who are ready to go, you know mm. ready to go,
0: yeah.
2: I, I, I could see that, I mean, I just, and to me it's it, it's like, and I know that we've talked about this before in terms of, you know, thinking of like hip hop artist careers, like a story. Yep. Uh, to me, like Wayne is tech, like technically he's one of the best best rappers ever, but in terms of his story, I haven't seen any progression.
1: Well, it's, it's hard for me to believe the story's over, right? Because Wayne always finds a way to surprise you, you know? Mm. And and so it wouldn't surprise me if there was another era of Wayne about to pop off. Oh, right?
2: that's, that's very true. You're right.
1: Um, so, but Wayne, you know, Wayne gave us chaos. Yeah. That is the legacy. Yeah. Uh, that is the legacy. So, um, are you ready for recommendation, Corner? Yeah. You've done Let's this? Go. I feel like this was good. I got a lot out of this. Um mm-hmm. there was you know, oh so much good shit came out. Speaking of Wayne, Taylor Banks dropped a new album called The Love Tiger.
2: The Love Tiger? Tiger. Tiger. Oh wow. Okay.
1: And the write up on it was like the teaser was like, What if what if Al Green was little Wayne?
2: Oh my gosh! Wow, I'm, I'm intrigued.
1: It's dope. It's I love it. Uh, but I heard some of the songs on in in pre, in previous places. Uh, but I I love this chamber of Teller. Uh, it's great. So check that out. The every last word is by superstition. Is awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Six songs. Really cool. Uh, dropped February twenty eighth. Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Oh, and dude, we're lining stuff up. We're starting to line stuff up. Guests, <laughs> it's good. It's coming. We got, we got some some heat in April. I'm excited.
0: Looking forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, well, we'll talk about it. But what do what are you been listening to?
2: No, it's fine. I I went back to, and this is gonna be really random. I listened to Jamerakwa traveling without moving. The the album with virtual insanity on it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, love,
0: yeah.
2: I love virtual insanity, and I I really feel like that's like a really, it's one of the most unique albums I've I've ever heard.
0: Oh just yeah, just in it's... terms
2: of the musical landscape and just the direction, like you want to talk about chaos and surprising like that, that album was very surprising to me.
1: I went back to it and it, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty yeah. crazy. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a heck of an album. So I would, I would agree with that. Everybody check that out. Subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, leave comments, but all on, on your iTunes and rate us, but all, but every comment, should be about k diggy in some way just make sure no. No. comments are k diggy centric I want um, I, w- I want to give give some I want to give change that focus around that would be that would be
2: awesome. I, I haven't even read it I can't even I'm not I'm too sensitive to read comments so <laughs> that'll be all for you man
0: <laughs> you
1: gotta love it uh um, yeah like subscribe i got business cards now what so and uh yeah good stuff thank you everybody for checking it out Mm -hmm.